Author's note, page 142. Attack of the Turtle is a work of fiction, but it is based on actual historical events. On September 6, 1776, the American Turtle, the first submarine ever used in warfare, was launched against the British. An engineering marvel for its time, the Turtle included screw propellers, a conning tower, and a depth gauge, all features still used in modern submarines. At the Intrepid Sea, Air and Space Museum in New York City, the U.S. Navy Submarine Force Museum in Groton, Connecticut, and the Connecticut River Museum in Essex, Connecticut, you can see working full-scale replicas of the turtle. The creation of the turtle is fascinating in and of itself, but the many remarkable characters and events surrounding the submarine's birth make the story all the richer. David Bushnell and his brother Ezra were real people, and David did actually design and build the turtle. Nathan Wade, Butch Hyde, Rachel Pratt, Mr. Pratt, and Josh Larrabee are fictional characters, but many of their actions were based on historical events. For example, a Tory postmaster actually did intercept a letter from a friend of David's to Benjamin Franklin about the turtle. The postmaster relayed the information to the British, who, fortunately for David and Ezra, never acted on it. The actions of the famous historical figures in this book were also based on historical records. General George Washington, eager for help against the vastly superior British Navy, personally approved the submarine project and gave funds to speed its development. General Israel Putnam of Connecticut, one of the heroes of the Battle of Bunker Hill, was another enthusiastic supporter of the turtle. And according to some accounts, the famous inventor Benjamin Franklin visited Saybrook and did witness the turtle make a practice run. Although it is not known whether Franklin helped solve the problem of lighting the interior of the turtle, it is a fact that he was the first scientist to theorize that the flashes of light often seen in the sea were produced by masses of tiny sea creatures, which he called animalcules. Biologists have since determined those sparks are caused by microscopic organisms called dinoflagellates. A uh, side note, that was happening a few weeks ago in Los Angeles area, and there was um, videos and pictures everywhere of that actually happening. So you can go um, look that up. It's pretty cool. The main plot of my story is historically accurate, though I had to fictionalize some events to further the storyline. The Battle of Long Island, which was the largest land battle of the Revolutionary War, occurred one week before the launch of the turtle. To recreate a scene from the battle, I drew background material from the Revolutionary War Adventures of Joseph Martin, the best first-hand account of the war by a colonial soldier. Fifteen-year-old Joseph witnessed the Continental Army's frantic retreat across Gowanus Creek in Brooklyn. In a heroic rearguard action, Lord Sterling and 250 Maryland militiamen held off thousands of British and Hessian troops, buying precious time for the Continental Army to escape. All but nine of Sterling's men were killed, wounded, or captured in the savage fight. Watching from Brooklyn Heights, General Washington is said to have shouted in ang anguish, Good God, what brave fellows I must this day lose! The evacuation of Washington's army across the East River to New York City on the night of August 29, 1776, is considered by many historians to be one of the greatest military evacuations of all time. 
Several regiments of Massachusetts fishermen rode the entire 9,000-man force, along with all of the Army's horses, cattle, cannon, and equipment, across the one-mile stretch of water without being detected by the nearby British. However, the evacuation was far from complete when the rising sun threatened to unmask the Continentals' daring escape. Many soldiers recorded in their diaries accounts of a thick fog that miraculously appeared as the sun rose, cloaking the retreat for several more hours until the last boat had escaped. According to one well-known account, General Washington, who was known to be calm in a crisis, was indeed the last man to leave Long Island. David's brother Ezra, who was an expert at piloting the turtle, did actually become severely ill shortly before the launch. At this point in the story, I departed from historical accounts of the turtle's first voyage and inserted Nathan Wade as the pilot. In reality, Sergeant Ezra Lee of Old Lyme, Connecticut, was hastily recruited and trained to take Ezra's place. The details of the turtle's mission are historically accurate, including the failure to attach the bomb to the eagle, the explosion of the bomb to distract the pursuing British, and the panicked withdrawal of the British fleet. No one is certain why the bomb didn't attach to the eagle. David later wrote that he thought the iron bar connecting the rudder hinge with the stern was the culprit. If Sergeant Lee had simply moved a few inches, wrote David, he would have been able to attach the bomb. Another theory is that Lee became disoriented from a lack of oxygen while submerged in the turtle and failed to operate the screw properly. Others think the copper sheathing that covered the bottom of many ships of that era era prevented the screw from penetrating. David apparently had anticipated such a problem and ensured that the screw could drill through copper, but Lee may not have been able to apply enough pressure while underwater to penetrate copper. Historical records indicate that the turtle made two subsequent attempts to attack British ships, but vigilant sentries and the area's tricky currents foiled both efforts. A short time later, a sloop transporting the turtle sank after being hit by British fire. David Bushnell did somehow retrieve the submarine, but no record exists of what happened to the turtle after that. It may have been dismantled to keep the British from capturing it, or it may be at the bottom of a river near New York City. We will probably never know. David Bushnell's inventions, however, did not end with the turtle. In 1777, he developed a floating mine that destroyed a small British ship when a curious sailor hauled it on board. Later that year, David set more than 20 underwater underwater mines tied to buoys that looked like kegs on the Delaware River to strike British ships anchored outside Philadelphia. When one of the kegs exploded, the panicked British blazed away with the cannon of the remaining kegs floating around the river, inspiring a wildly popular ballad called The Battle of the Kegs. This song poked fun at the ferocity of the British attack on a bunch of barrels. David eventually became a captain with the Continental Army's Engineering Corps, the Sappers and Miners, and served until the Army was disbanded in 1783. After the war, David mysteriously disappeared, and for 40 years, no one knew what became of him. The will of an 86-year-old man from Georgia finally revealed the truth. David Bushnell had changed his name to David Bush, moved to Georgia, and become a doctor. No one knows why David chose to live out his days in obscurity. Despite his effort to disappear, David's role as the father of the submarine, as many have called him, 
ensures he will always hold a place in the annals of American history.